Welcome to Seeking Scripture Deep Diving Bible Study. I'm Christy Jordan, and I want to help you develop a firsthand relationship with the whole Word of God. For links and graphics mentioned in my podcast, please visit the corresponding post on SeekingScripture.com. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. Good morning, siblings. Today's readings are Amos, chapters 1 through 5. Rabbit Trails Quick Facts This is a relatively short book, which will take us two days to go through together. My goal is to give you relatively short notes, but I'm not making any promises. Amos was a sheep herder and a tender of sycamore fig trees. We aren't told that he owned the sheep and trees, so it is a good possibility that he tended them for someone else. Amos is considered the author of this book. This book is primarily directed to Israel, who is living in a time of wealth and acclaim for them at this point in history. The more prominent their station grew, the more they turned to all manner of sin, including idolatry and rejection of Yahweh as their God. This book serves as a warning to nations that rise in wealth and prosperity as grave and boisterous sin often follows closely behind. However, we will also see, time and again, the compassion and steadfast love of Yahweh. Quick Notes Amos 1 verse 1 tells us this prophecy is taking place two years before the earthquake. I enjoyed looking around at various research regarding this quake, and you might as well. I didn't have time to put together a summary of what I found, but there is archaeological evidence to back this up. Of course, this is no surprise because historians and archaeologists will continue to find evidence that proves the Bible to be true. Because it is. Like Hosea, this is taking place during the reign of Jeroboam II. That is important context in understanding how Israel was behaving at this time. There are several Hebrew idioms in this book. For three, even for four, was noted by the Cultural Backgrounds Bible to be a Hebrew idiom idiom meaning very many. Cleanness of teeth is said to mean hunger. We read of that one in Amos 4.6 as one of the methods the father used to try to get his children to return to him. If you highlight or write in your Bible, you may want to do as I did. In chapter 4, highlight every time the Father says, Yet you did not return to me. In chapter 5, highlight each time he says, Seek me and live. Then, highlight Amos 5, verses 14 through 15. Once done, go over and read the sentences you highlighted in order all at once. It's helpful to see the pattern so clearly. I'm going to end my notes there. I know these are super short, but not every day needs a novel. Aren't you glad? (laughs) The points mentioned, reiterated, and underlined, and bolded in Amos are a continued repetition of the pattern and word of Yahweh. Are we seeing ourselves, our culture, and our country in these words? We should be. My friend Debbie has great additional insight into Amos, and she generously shares some of her notes with us today as well. You thought you were getting off easy. (laughs) Debbie's Rabbit Trails. So the rest of today's notes are going to be attributed to my friend Debbie Engel. 
This time period lines up somewhat with Hosea, although Amos seems to speak for a shorter period of time. He is a shepherd and a tender of sycamore fig trees. The Father seems to like using shepherds for His divine purpose. We will recall that Yahweh Himself is the shepherd in Ezekiel 34:11. We will also recall that Yeshua identifies Himself as the Good Shepherd in John 10, verse 11. What do Damascus, Gaza, Tyre, Edom, Ammon, Moab, Judah, and Israel all have in common? Yahweh's judgment. We would hope not to find Judah and Israel on that list, but after reading through Kings and Chronicles, certainly we can understand why they are there. Do you recall all the wicked things happening in all four of those books regarding both kingdoms? Well, Amos is speaking about those things during that time. Notice from Amos 2, verses 4 through 8, what Yahweh has against Judah and Israel. It all relates to the many ways they have broken His Torah. In chapter 3, we learn that Yahweh is the ultimate maker-slash-keeper of appointments. He is letting us know that He rules all of creation and that there are no coincidences, only appointments. See Amos 3, verses 3 through 7. There are some definite hard parts of chapter 4. It helps to know that Israel worshipped images of cows. Remember Aaron and the calf? Yep, here we go again. Judgment is predicted, and if we read our history books, we will realize that Assyria marched Israel away in a particularly brutal way. Yahweh is hammering home that He is the one who has brought troubles onto Israel for the purpose of allowing them to return to Him and repent. But we read over and over in this chapter that, Yet you have not returned to me. So when we see everything go wrong and turning upside down in our world, could it be that Yahweh is calling us to return and repent? If chapter 4 is all about return and repent, then chapter 5 is all about seek me and live. Amos 5.4 says, For thus says Yahweh to the house of Israel, Seek me and live. Then we are reminded once again of his power over creation. In Amos 5 verse 8, which says, He who made the Pleiades and Orion and changes deep darkness to morning, who darkens the day into night, who summons the water of the sea and pours it out onto the face of the earth, Yahweh is his name. Something to keep in mind. Yahweh wants to be credited and praised for His creation. Many, many, many scriptures tie back to this theme. Here's a timely verse in Amos 5 verse 13. Therefore, the prudent keep silent at such a time, for it is a distressful time. Mm. Notice once again that Yahweh speaks of Israel's festivals. He may be speaking of their festivals or the misuse and half-heartedness of use of his festivals or both. This is in Amos 5 verses 21 through 23. And ouch, a reminder that even during the years in the wilderness, the original nation was unfaithful. Amos 5 verse 25. Revisit Leviticus 17 verse 7 for a refresher. Our scripture today ends with the foreboding assurance that Israel will be sent into exile. Amos 5.27 says, So I will send you into exile beyond Damascus. 
Let's take a moment to look at the word beyond. I'm linking to Strong's Concordance from Blue Letter Bible here. Notice that the word can be used not only about geography, but with time. Yes, Israel was sent beyond Damascus, but they were also sent beyond in other ways too, in reference to time. Have some fun with that rabbit trail. Test everything. Hold tight to what is good. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 21. We are saved by grace alone. Obedience is not the root of our salvation, but it is the fruit. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. I love y'all. Bye-bye.